Hello, my friend, and welcome to the Mark Stucheski Podcast, the show that's all about helping you perform at an optimum level. I am Mr. Productivity, and it is my obsession in life to teach you how to be a more productive version of you. And one of the ways I do that is by inviting you to take my free seven-question productivity quiz at Mr productivity.com. M-I-S-T-E-R, MrProductivity.com. Seven questions to find out how productive you really are. So go take the quiz right now and find out. Pass or fail, you're a winner because you are willing to take the quiz. On this episode of the Mark Stuchowski podcast, I'm going to share the audio portion of a recent webinar I did entitled, How to Stop Procrastinating once and for all. Now, here's my rule when it comes to webinars. I don't do replays, but every once in a while, I'll take the audio and put it on the podcast. So get something to write with, get something to write on, and enjoy this episode. A lot of information here on how to stop procrastinating once and for all. So I want to start out with a quote that I learned, I just found not too long ago from APS fellow, Joseph Ferrari, he's a professor of psychology at DePaul University. He said, what I found is that while everybody may procrastinate, not everybody is a procrastinator. And he also estimates, I thought it was interesting, about 20% of the people are chronic procrastinators. Now, just so we're on the same page, here's how I define procrastination. When you don't do what you need to do, when you need to do it. This is why I firmly believe everybody, everybody procrastinates a little bit, a lot, whatever. If you study high performers, like I've studied high performers over the years, they are very intentional about their time, but you will never convince me that nobody, that there's a single person that doesn't procrastinate. We all have those things we don't want to know, we don't want to do. And I want you to understand that whether you procrastinate a lot or a little, everyone procrastinates so you're not alone. Here are some other statistics I thought were really interesting. Uh, This is back in 1978. Uh, An estimated 5% of people classified themselves as chronic procrastinators. Now it's averaging north of 25%. The quote I just shared with you is at 20%. This is 25%. The point is more people classify themselves as a procrastinator than ever before. 40%, 40% of people have experienced a financial loss due to procrastination. Now, the study I got this from, from Guru Gura in 2008, didn't say if this is a result of a job loss, but I can't help, my mind went immediately there. Um, if you are not turning in projects on time, if you're showing up to meetings on time or late, if you are showing up for work late, if you're just not, you know, being a productive employee, that would obviously cost you your job. And so that's maybe what they were referring to as a financial loss. One in five people in another survey found procrastinate so badly that it is jeopardizing their jobs, as we just talked about their credit, their relationships, and even their health. I mean, can you imagine if you found some anomaly on your body and you said, ah, I'll take care of it later. And then you notice it gets worse. Ah, I'll take care of it later. What's going to happen if you wait too long? 
And now all of a sudden it becomes a, a life, uh, a health risk. Um, I like what Tony Robbins says. Everyone's sort of Tony Robbins. He says the the pain of changing. I'm sorry. The pain of staying has got to be greater than the pain of changing before you make a change. Okay. So just keep that in mind. Another statistic I learned was back in 2002, the total amount in tax overpayments, which means you don't pay your taxes on time, caused by procrastination, because I'll get to it next week, tomorrow, next month, whatever, was $473 million. And that's just for the United States. That's back in 2002. 18 years later, I mean, that's good numbers got to be tremendously higher. And then if you have a business back in 2012, the cost per year for procrastination is just shy of $11,000 per employee. $11,000 per employee. So if you've got 10 employees, that's $100,000 you're paying every year for procrastination. So, I mean, I go on and on about the statistics. The, 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 whole, the whole moral of the story is, is procrastination is a productivity killer. No way, no way around it. I don't even hear it. My dog is going kind of crazy in the room. There must be someone out front. She does not like people in front of her house. I apologize for that. Hope you can't hear it too much. So let's talk about a cost benefit analysis. If we're talking about finances, if we're talking about numbers, if we're talking about accounting, we know what the cost benefit analysis is. We look at the cost and we say, okay, is this cost, is this cost greater than, equal to, or less than the benefit we're going to get from it? And it really does matter. Okay. So, when it comes to procrastination, when it comes to productivity, we have to look at the benefits of doing the thing we may or may not want to do and the cost associated with an action. Okay, so we have on the one side, we have the benefit of action, and then we have the cost of the action. The benefit of the action has got to be greater than the cost of the action. Let me say that again. The benefit of the action, of you doing the task, of you doing the project, has got to be greater than the cost of the action. Everything you do has a cost associated with it. But in order for you to do that thing, the benefits have to outweigh the cost, okay? The reward for doing the task you'd rather not do or need to do needs to feel larger than actually doing the task now. So one of the tips I always tell people to do is the practice of visualization, okay? If you are struggling with procrastination, again, let's go back to the easiest example I can come across, uh, come up with is you're always late. You're late for work. You're late for meetings. You're always late. I want you to visualize being on time, handing a project in or completing a task on time. Because if you're not used to doing that, if you're always late, you may have no frame of reference. And so what I want you to do is say, okay, what if, what if I was on time? What if I handed my project in on time? How would that make me feel? Well, wait a minute. I think my stress level would be reduced. Uh, I think... I would be stopped being called in the office for being by my, by my boss to be late. 
Um, I may get more work done, which may lead to a raise or a promotion. So I want you to think about visualizing you being more productive. And when I say visualize, I don't mean to you like when you're at a stoplight or at a stop sign or when you're about ready to go into a doctor's appointment. I want you to spend some time to really think, go someplace quiet and just think and go, hmm, I'm always late. What would it look, how would I feel? Start with how you would feel if you started being on time. Now, I want you to be as vivid as possible. I want you to feel how you would, how your body would feel. How about your emotions? How about, you know, when you're running late, you know, you're sweating and you're out of breath and you're, you know, sweating through your clothes and whatnot. So I want you to think about that. So visualize you being on time. The next thing I want you to do is embrace a concept I call social accountability. See, if you say, you know what? I want to be more productive and procrastinate less. But if you keep it in your head, it's real easy to go, well, maybe I'll start on Monday or maybe I'll start on the first of the month or maybe I'll start the first of the year. That's why I want you to do social accountability. Social accountability means you write a blog post. If you don't have a blog, you're probably on social media. So create a, a video on Instagram or Facebook or, or YouTube or Twitter. Maybe go live on Facebook and Instagram and say, hey, listen. Hi, my name is Mark and I'm a procrastinator. And I am not going to be a procrastinator anymore. And this is what I'm going to do. And tell the people what you're going to do. Because now... By you doing social accountability, you're taking the stuff out of here and you're putting it out in the world. Now it becomes real. When I tell this to my clients, they're like, you want me to what? I'm like, yeah. Now you're putting it out there and you're telling people, hey, this is what I want to do. Now you make it real. Okay. Because until you do this, what happens is it stays in your head. When it stays in your head, you know, you're not going to do it because obviously it hasn't worked yet. So social accountability, it does work. It's scary, but it will work. So let me ask you a question here. What if you don't do whatever you have to do, the task, the project, show up on time, whatever? What are the consequences? What I want you to do is I'm a big fan of lists. If you follow me at all, you know I love lists. If you don't follow me at all, I love lists. So what I want you to do is when you have time, I don't want you to do this between meetings, on your commute, uh, whatever. I want you to schedule 30, 45, 60 minutes. I want you to get nothing but a notebook, something to write with, and maybe some water. And I want you to write down all the consequences that you are either suffering or may suffer if you continue on your path of being a procrastinator. I want you to write them all down. Again, just like I talked about social accountability. When you put this on the paper, in your own handwriting, now it becomes real. And I want you to be, you know, you don't, this you don't have to share with anyone, by the way. You don't have to share this with anybody. What I want you to do is get really real with yourself and say, okay, 
what are the consequences for me being a procrastinator? And you'll probably come up with three, four, five, or six right away. And then you'll go, that's it. No, that's not it. You need to wait for your mind to generate the other things. There's a lot of consequences as a result of you being a procrastinator. Write them all down. And what I want you to do with this list is one of two things. Either you can read it over and then you can burn it, shred it, whatever. Or you can put it someplace safe. And every time you find yourself going into being a procrastinator, you go get that list and go, ah, yeah, I wrote this down. Okay. So create that list of consequences of being a procrastinator. So how do we transition from being a procrastinator to being a productive member of society? Well, I want you to think about what is the first or next step you need to do? Now, if you have never done anything to become more productive, well, you have to take the first step. But if you've already been trying this and trying that and that didn't work and now you're trying this over here, what is the next thing you need to do? Okay. Jim Collins wrote a series of best-selling books back in the 90s. And one of his books was called Built to Last. And in the book, he, he talked about a big, hairy, audacious goal, BHAGs. Everyone should have a BHAG. But the problem is, if you look at a BHAG like summoning Mount Everest, you're like, oh my gosh, that's that's Mount Everest. That's, wow, that's that's pretty high. And then you're like, well, I can't do that. And you quit. What you should be focusing on is what do you have to do next? If I wanted to summit Mount Everest, well, I don't know how to summit Mount Everest, so I'm going to Google how do you summit Mount Everest. I'm going to find out there's probably a thousand steps between me and taking that selfie at the top of Mount Everest. The important thing is, what do you have to do next? So what is one thing you can do today that will help you begin the transition from procrastinator to Mr. or Ms. Productivity? What What is that one thing? And I want you to do something simple. I don't want you to say, well, I don't know. I've, I've got to write a 5,000 word essay for my blog. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is figure out what your next step is. One of the things I recommend is gamifying your journey from procrastinator to Productive, empo- productive employee, productive human being. I use an app called Streaks. It's iOS only, but there's lots of apps on your app store, whether you're Android or Apple. And find an app that's a habit tracker app. And how Streaks works and how most apps work is you put down your habit. Say, I want to be on time every day. And every day you accomplish that task, you mark it complete. And what you'll find is that's going to get to a certain number. And when it gets to a certain number, you're going to go, hmm, I'm not going to start over again. There's no way. For example, one of my streaks, which I don't even need anymore. It's not a habit anymore, but I I, I love big numbers, is I've been running every single day since August 29, 2017. Now, that's right after Hurricane Harvey dumped almost 50 inches of rain here in Houston. Today was day number 1004. And when people ask me, why don't you take a day off? I'm like, are you kidding me? 
The number one scares the crap out of me. I'm not starting over one again. And I have a streak for drinking water. I only drink water every single day. Um, here's my phone. Let me tell you what, what it is right now. Real time. This is the showing you is live. This is not a recorded webinar. Um, not including today. The day's not over. I have not had anything but water for 257 days. I've been a vegetarian for 152 days. I have closed my Apple Watch rings for 597 days. And I've woken up at 5 o'clock in the morning for 101 consecutive days. So go get yourself a habit habit tracker. Even if you have to pay 3 4 $5, okay, get a good app and then use it to set yourself up for success. Okay? Then I want to reward yourself appropriately. So if you're always late and you show up for a meeting on time once, don't go buy a new car. Okay. That's probably not appropriate unless you're a trust fund baby, which I don't think you are. Reward yourself. Maybe you go to Sonic and get yourself a ginormous milkshake, or maybe you go and treat yourself out to a restaurant or whatever the case may be. Because when you reward good behavior, you're more apt to repeat it. So think about the rewards you can set yourself up for and say, okay, if I am on time for five days, 10 days, 20 days, you pick the number, I'm going to do this reward. And let's say you do it for five days, you do it for a whole week, you get this reward. If you do it for 10 days, you get the next level up. You do it for 20 days, you see what I'm saying? You keep having rewards and the higher up you go, the better rewards are. So now you're matching the reward with your success of becoming a more productive person. Now, the key is if you're on time day one, day two, day three, day four, and day five, you come in late, you can't reward yourself because now the counter goes back to zero and you start over at one. The whole point of the habit tracking is to get you to to create a habit. So make sure you're rewarding yourself appropriately. So I want you to think about what is blocking your productivity. And we talked about earlier about the consequences. This is a little bit different here. Is there something, maybe it's hidden, that is blocking your productivity? What's really going on? Why are you procrastinating? Are you at a job you don't like? Or maybe you love the job, but you don't like the long commute. You don't like the wallpaper. You don't like your coworkers. You don't like your boss. There's something there that is preventing you from being productive. What is it? Again, get that notebook you just had for the last exercise and ask yourself, why am I not productive? Why am I procrastinating? And again, take that stuff out of your head. You can write in the same sheet of paper, the consequences. Why are you not productive? Because I promise you, if you're procrastinating, there is something blocking you. I promise you, there's something blocking you. And you have to make this real. And you make it real by writing it down. You make it real by talking to other people about it. That's how you make it real. So get real with yourself. Again, go someplace quiet. Go someplace without distractions, 
with your phone turned off or on do not disturb and vibrations turned off and it's face down and there's no barking dogs or traffic and just get real with you and just say, Hey, what is blocking my productivity? Cause I promise you when you start writing these answers down, you're going to say to yourself, Oh my goodness. Now you have the problem identified. Now, how do you fix these problems? So four suggestions for you on how to punch procrastination in the face. Number one, get organized. I'm always saying, tell your time where to go instead of wondering where it went. So either at the end of your day or the beginning of the next day, I want you to sit down and plan your day. Even if you work for a corporation, I want you to say, what do I want to accomplish today? What do I want to happen today? And one of the keys to getting organized is to have an ongoing list. Because one of the problems I've learned by people who come to me for help is they'll say, I try to plan, Mark, but I don't know what to put on my schedule. I mean, there's already some things already there that are, you know, interviews, meetings, whatever. But what about the other stuff? Well, that's where I come up with the idea, came up with the idea for a list. So every time you have an idea, oh, I want to do this. I need to do this. Write it on the list. Then when you sit down to create your plan, you pull the plan out and say, ah, okay, I I, I want to do this. And I want to do this and I'll put that on my schedule. So don't look at your schedule and go, I don't know what to put my schedule. Have a list, create a list. And I recommend you use the list on your smartphone because you always carry your smartphone with you. Every time an idea pops in your head, I want you to write it down. Really important. Get organized. Also, take a look at your work area. Is it cluttered? You have a whole bunch of files and folders and books and pens and pencils and and doodads all over your desk. Where is your desk? predominantly clutter-free, okay? Get your work area clutter-free. How about your mind? Are you you constantly worrying about stuff all day, all week, all month? Well, declutter your mind. How do you do that? Start meditating. And meditation is something I fought for a long time. But then I realized it's just being quiet. And so when I do my meditation, it's just focusing my breath. I'm not thinking about anything, just breathing in, breathing out. You want to clear your mind because when your mind's clear, you're better able to be productive, which means you won't be procrastinating. Another thing is set yourself up for success, productive success. Make sure you're getting a minimum of seven hours of sleep every single night. And just so we're clear, That means Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It doesn't mean Sunday through Thursday and then stay up up all night long on Fridays and Saturdays and sleep on the noon. The body likes consistency. So get seven hours of sleep. The neuroscientists that have proven this says you need a minimum of seven up to nine hours. Now, if you sleep over nine hours, you're not sick. That's another problem. But less than seven hours is not good either. So at least seven hours of sleep every night. Make sure you're sleeping in a room that's comfortable mattress and, and it's dark and it's cool. I, I like having air moving around. That's one of my idiosyncrasies. It could be 
cold here. And it does get cold here for a couple weeks in the wintertime in Houston. But I got hair moving around. I have the ceiling fan going on. I can't have air just not moving. It drives me nuts. That may not be you. Um, you know, make sure you're getting up enough time. Don't rush around in the morning. Set yourself up. Figure out what needs to be in your life so you are successful, that you are productive. And then you are going to be well on your way to transitioning from procrastinator to productive employee or human being. Another thing is hang around those who are productive. Now, you don't have to hang around them physically. Follow their podcast. I have the Mark Stuchesky podcast. Um, maybe Michelle will put a link in the um, in the show notes. In, in show notes, the uh, <laughs> the chat here, markstuchesky.com slash podcast for links to all your the most popular podcast players. Uh, listen to podcasts. Read their books. Read their blogs. I have a blog here on my website, markstuchesky.com slash blog. You know, hire them as a coach. You know, there's a lot of things that you can do to hang around successful people, productive people, follow them on social media, watch their lives, attend their training, invest in yourself. I mean, when I, when I, I was amazed that when I started looking at high performers, they devote one to three hours every day in personal development. How much personal development are you doing every day? It's really important. You need to carve that time out. And the fourth thing I have for you is schedule time for the non-needle-moving activities. The non-needle-moving activities. Listen, you're going to surf on social media anyways, so put it on your schedule. If you work from home, you're going to do the laundry. You're going to empty or load the dishwasher. You're going to play with the dog. You're going to run the vacuum. So instead of doing it whenever you the mood strikes you, what I want you to do is say, okay, from two to three o'clock this this afternoon, I'm going to do household chores. That way, the household chores get done, but it's not taken away from your work. Now, obviously, if you work for a corporation, you're probably not going to do laundry in the middle of the day, but schedule the non-critical stuff, schedule a time slot so you get that dopamine hit from doing them. And you still stay productive, but you do the other stuff, Okay. And just before we go, don't forget to head on over to my website, mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. Take the free seven-question productivity quiz right there at the homepage. Find out how productive you really are. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski Podcast. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe or follow, however you do it on the platform you're listening to so other people find out about it. And until we meet again, my friend, go be productive.